we up and about today. Let me tell you, you are listening to the Two Smoking Guns. Uh, and as always, I'm going to go straight to him, Rutsy. Good morning, afternoon-ish, whatever it is to you. You, you actually um, had a bit of race caller about you there. Oh, a little bit, of, a little bit of race calling. Oh, yes, racing I've, this yeah, time. Racing this time. Uh, I've done that once before, and I only proved to myself how damn hard it actually is. But let I me tell you, recall yeah. if, if we, I know we've, we've, we always digress. Remember you did that COVID race call? Yes, I did. Many years ago. We, yes. should, we should reprise that at some point. Yes, it was all about um, uh, pick up your clothes off the floor, James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really funny. It was, um, well, that's what I mean. It was, it, I, I wrote it. And then, but to actually then deliver it, and then you've got to try and remember what you're about to say. Where are they? Are they actually going to jump a hurdle, or are they at the 200 or the 400? Or anyway, let me tell you, um, it's a bit exciting today. I, I think I said to you before we came on air or on computer or whatever we're on, yeah. uh, we've got a whole host of different things happening today. So I said to you, I've got my shows here back. So not my mojo, I've got my shoujo back. You've got your shoujo back. So we we had a long, hard look in the mirror. Uh, We had our longest production meeting ever, which I think went for three and a half minutes. Yeah, we did. Um, And we just said, it's time to to ship shape and uh, get uh, get some structure. I think. Yeah, you were after structure, weren't yes, you? Yes, I was after some structure. I felt as though I was just sort of meandering through the, the Congo. Yes. And, uh, you know, not without purpose, but without um, without direction. And I just think sometimes it's not a, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Right. Right? So, and you want some structure to your well, journey. Well, I just wanted some structure to my journey, you know. Oh. I, I, I just need a couple of little headings to point me in the right direction. And I've walked in here with more paper than uh, you could ever imagine today. I've gone absolutely bunter yeah, over uh, different things. Not heard of recycling, clearly. We're going to come back. We're going to give you some nice little stings and some nice little intros that Rutsy's going to go away and put all that together for us. Um, and we next week, we might even have a different intro to the show. I'm not sure. We love the waves. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But uh, maybe it's time first for a, a, a reboot, a defrag. A defrag. A, a, a defrag. You ever defragged your computer? It's actually a good thing. Really? I'm yeah. feeling quite unclean now. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a dirty computer, yeah. Rutsy. Uh, but anyway, look, um, it's Anzac Day. Yeah, well, um, let's acknowledge and it's, the a, it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful day in terms of uh, taking a moment just to remember, uh, I guess, the fallen and those who have fought for our freedoms and uh, and for all the good things that uh, that the world should be about. And there's lots of crappy things still happening around the world, and we certainly feel for and acknowledge those people who are serving us today in um, regions far abound. Um, and I've just loved every single Anzac piece um, I've watched since them, with the footy games in particular. Oh, look at um, the Last hair. night was, was just magnificent. The hair on the back of your neck. Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I can't wait for today. Yeah, it's I mean, be good. 25 degrees, MCG, 95,000 plus has got to be. Don't care that it's two teams that I don't particularly like. Um, yeah, but I, I, hope it's a, I hope it's a great game. I'm just watching it for the start. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've also I've noticed that uh, Nick Dacos is already three dollars fifty to win the Anzac Medal yeah. and four dollars fifty to win the Brownlow. Any, any chance someone can tag him? Oh, gee. Oh, but uh, hey, hey! Before we go any further, Scotty, yes. here's the first. Oh. <laughs> I love it. 
We're not allowed to sing along though. No. <laughs> oh, we have got some magic moments. Um, so that's a little sting introducing a little segment we've got called Magic Moments. And we're just looking back on the week that was. And um, you did mention Anzac Day, but great sadness. And also another moment of reflection where we lost the great Barry Humphreys. And um, look, um, you can't. I, I'm not a believer of this revisionist history stuff because he was of his time yep. and people who now might feel that he was in some way offensive or politically incorrect have just got to get a handle on themselves. That well, he was. He was, mean, he was pointing fun at society through his various yeah, characters yeah, and absolutely. he was a genius at it and probably one of the great comic minds of our time. And oh, totally. I did want to honour him by just giving you a couple of his best lines, Scotty. Oh, now I, th- I heard one yesterday, and I'm not sure. No, it's I'm not doing the not doing the John Collins one. <laughs> that was the one that it's I heard. Was it about show. a perfume? Yeah, something like mm. that. Yeah. I there's a couple here that I just wanted to take <laughs> a, you through. Another another broadcaster did play that yesterday. Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> we won't be going there. We'll be. But we'll, but but that's also the problem, right? Yeah. Because we, and I'm not going to bang on about this, and it's not my rant, but this whole PC thing, we're never going to get to enjoy the Barry Humphreys character. If another one was to come along, and goodness sake, they I mean, just surely can't be, they'd never be allowed to do it. No, that's it. So whatever we've enjoyed over the years, and we took with a grain of salt, and we laughed with it, not at it, and it wasn't pointed at any race or religion to, to mock it or make fun of it. It was just out there. Well, I think uh, Dame Edna Everidge, which yeah. is one of her, his great characters, yes. um, summed it up when she said, never be afraid to laugh at yourself. After all, you could be missing out on the joke of the century. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, a lot of our sort of woke people need to uh, address that. Then yeah, her other totally. one, which I loved, which was oft quoted in the, uh, in the papers over the weekend, was, my mother used to say that there are no strangers, only friends you haven't met yet. Wow. Oh. She's now in a maximum security twilight home in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had cause yeah. to find some Les Patterson work. Oh, my goodness. And in, if you haven't checked this out, there is a website called sirlespatterson.com.au. Is there? And it's the online archive of Dr. Sir Leslie Colin Peterson. Or Colin <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> Les Patterson. <laughs> Leslie Colin Patterson. Wit, sage, raconteur, late cultural attaché to the court of St James and chairperson of the Australian chapter of the International Cheese Board. (laughs) (laughs) On qualifying to be an Australian politician, he said, I had the ideal qualifications for an Australian politician. I've never had a job and I've never signed a (laughs) cheque. (laughs) <laughs> Spot on. Isn't that brilliant? On his unwavering inclusivity. I'm as inclusive as buggery. <laughs> Look at all the research assistants and Girl Fridays I've employed over the years at the expense of the grateful taxpayer. Oh. Inclusive isn't the word. I had a nice little Kiwi lass with a tattoo on her tongue, a Chinese cutie, a spunky Swede, and a first Australian assistant on work experience. Due to climate change, quite a few of them were late to work. (laughs) On his daughter. I didn't know his daughter. Young Karen. Although she's not so young. God love her. She's passing through a phase and she identifies as a stand-up comedian and also identifies as not very funny. (laughs) 
Very and good. there's a lovely one there about when he was born. Um, after he was born, they bought the um, they bought the young Les to his mother, who was lying in bed in the antenatal ward, quietly smoking and perusing the Woman's Weekly. <laughs> Hair in rollers. Yeah. It's a boy, Mrs. Patterson. The nurse said, and one day he's going to be very big. And Les says, boy, did she hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> so I love all love of Les's it. work. Yeah, and uh, Brilliant. Really sad that we've lost someone, but it, it, it gave me great joy reflecting back and going looking back at some of those old footages of him with Parky and Michael Willisey and others. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, oh, just a, an icon of his time. So no. and, we, salute, um, we salute you, Barry Humphrey. Vale. Um, and in the same breath, if I may, um, we lost an, another great Australian and human being in um, Father Bob Maguire. Father Bob Maguire. So um, yeah. we're actually broadcasting from my art gallery today. And we are. We, we might dig it out a bit later because Pete did serve... Um, um, Pete did Father Bob for the Archibald yeah, one right. year, and it'll be in the racks here somewhere. Very I'll good. Pull that out and show you that a bit later on. No. But he was a great man. Yes, he was, and um, you know he um, never short of a word, um, never shunned the limelight. I guess in pursuit of great causes yeah. and wanting great to humanitarian, and wanting to help others. So rest in peace, um, Father Bob. The other, the other magic moment of the week, uh, Scotty, was Sunday. I journeyed out to the football at the Marvel Stadium. So did I. And uh, <laughs> I went in the company of some Carlton friends in their coterie room. Did you? And um, I was on my best behaviour because the previous year I wasn't. So I said all the right things. Right. I couldn't help at one point observe that Charlie Kerner gets a lot of free kicks, to which I was shut down hastily, and I thought, well, I'll just keep my opinions to myself here. Right. So I politely barracked. Uh, good first half. Yep. And then I decided to watch the third quarter, because I thought we might blow them away, the mighty Saints, in the third quarter. And I, yeah. I sat inside the room rather than go out. Right. And um, two waitresses said, you're breaking for St Kilda, aren't you? I said, <laughs> she said... So do we. Can we join you? <laughs> so I sat there with a couple of the hospitality workers oh, and we, very good. we watched it on the screen and had a bit of a fist pump and yeah. And I politely, you know, took, you know, I said, Look, thanks for the great night and I went and joined my friends over at Platform 28 <laughs> and we went nuts. <laughs> they were chanting and great. This is a magic moment of the week for me that uh, we're still on top of the table and still going all right. So. Yes. Well, in fact... Um, I was lucky enough to uh, to get my hands on a couple of tickets, uh, and uh, my household is uh, is two thirds blue mm. and uh, one third uh, red, white, and black. Oh, so and, and you're uh, the one third. Uh, yes. So I took one third of the blue, yeah. <laughs> um, who was quite vocal to halftime, yes. uh, and then very quiet. Yes. So it was a very quiet uh, train trip home. Uh, it was a very quiet evening back at home. Um, only um, I just couldn't resist, though, because uh, the other third of the blue uh, was at home and had watched it on television, uh, of which I walked through the front door. And I said, hey, is that a knocking at the door? I said, I think that's for you. Owen's here to see you. <laughs> <laughs> well... I got a response that I can't repeat. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we'll take that all day, every day. It was uh, it was great to watch because normally we, 
in years gone by, I think, would have sat there and sort of got a sniff and got ahead a bit and then ended up being thumped by five or six goals. And Trust the system. So, well, doesn't the system work? The system's working. The system's working, isn't it, ever? Now, Scotty. Yes, mate. Time for another segment. Now, look. <laughs> I've got Here a, we go. I've got a sting, look. See? What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my face. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, um, oh, I love it. I chose it for you because I know you see, love it, Tommy. So there's the sign. Is I've got my direction now. Yeah. I now know which article I've got to pick up and talk to you about. We. This is a segment <laughs> called What's New Pussy. This what's is just what new? caught our eye through the week. And I've got one for you here. Ultra marathon runners. Something I'm not familiar with, but... <laughs> What, um, ultra or the marathon? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Organisers of an 80k race. God, it just makes me tired even reading that line. Yes. Between Manchester and Liverpool were gobsmacked when they tracked Scottish champ Joasia Zach Razuski doing was. one stretch of the marathon at 120k. What? Zakruiski is fast, but not superhuman. She had actually taken a lift in a car. <laughs> oh, no. Had she? So she's got the tracker on uh, and uh, she's doing 120 clicks. <laughs> <laughs> the 47-year-old no. was disqualified and stripped of her third place finish. She later apologised through friends for taking the lift after feeling unwell, as she said. Which oh, is lovely. I'm just Re- changing my shoes. Oh. Was she? Or <laughs> I'm just, I need a twinkle or <laughs> I was a bit thirsty. Yeah. Gee, How's that? Well, eh? well, I'll tell you what, um, the people I'm about to talk to you about uh, potentially wouldn't have treated her so kindly and right. just stripped her of her third place. Um, they might have just um, uh, carried through a bit further. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what caught my eye. Um, and, and what amazed me was sort of how openly and brazen this was addressed. Right. We've got a new head of the mafia. Do we? Which yeah. mafia? Australia or the Italian mob? Well, you know, mate, it, it, it takes up three quarters of an entire page. New head. In fact, what's the um, what's the application process and the <clears throat> interview process for the mafia head, Scotty? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, but, and, and maybe this is why uh, it actually got the headline that it did, because yeah. it says uh, crime families meet. Crime families. Anyway. Crime families. Yeah. Well, they could have get-togethers, don't they? Board yeah. meetings. Yeah, well, no, they're, yeah, they're not boring meetings, let me tell you. There's baseball bats. and <laughs> you've seen The Godfather? Yes, I have, um, many times. Crime families meet in bloodless takeover. Bloodless. That's what caught my eye. Yeah. Um, the Australian arm of the Mafia has a new Melbourne-based godfather in the biggest change to the Honoured Society. That's what they call it, don't it's they? It's the Honoured Society. Of course it is. They used to call them colourful characters. <laughs> now it's the Honoured Society. Or made men. Um, uh, in decades, yeah. um, uh, the, the little paper can reveal the new top man chosen by a commission... <laughs> so they've got a commission. It's kind of like a committee, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, leave them at the door, boys. So nobody, get, <laughs> nobody get too twitchy in here. Uh, was appointed following a series of meetings held yeah. in Perth where families with ties to Calabria, Calabria. Calabria reside. So there's obviously a very large uh, contingent of said colourful well, people. It was international <laughs> business meeting. Yes. Um, 
Uh, and this particular gent is said to um, have ties to a major soccer club. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> As the new boss, the convicted criminal. Yeah, so, well, it's part of the application so, process. So you've got, got a record. You've got to have a few things on your CV. Well, the last bloke didn't. Oh, really? No. That's why I got the uh, yeah, possible. Tijuana. So as the new boss, the convicted criminal, replaces a well-known Melbourne fruit and vegetable businessman. Of course they're all fruit and vegetable <laughs> business people. As the head of the Calabrian Mafia, also known as the Nadranta. Nadran- it's very hard to say. <laughs> Clearly. It's N-D-R-A-N-G-H-E-T-A. Try and have a crack at that. No. no. Anyway, it's your story. The retiring boss who has no criminal record, right. has been considered Australia's Italian organised crime godfather since the 1990s. So he's been good, ousted after 30, 30 years. Does he get like a pension? Oh, tell you what, he'd get more than a gold watch, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon he'd have a bulletproof vest now, <laughs> potentially. Uh, it's believed that his son has been installed as the deputy leader. Oh, yeah. Uh, unlike previous eras, the changeover has been negotiated without bloodshed. It is a first. The incoming boss has been close to the Godfather since the 1980s. So they're quite You know well. what they say in those uh, circles? What's that? Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> uh, it brings together two families at the top of the Victorian hierarchy who have long worked together to increase the Mafia's influence. Yes. So instead of having a bang on with each other, they still have gone, you know what? Two plus two equals four here. One plus one equals three. Nice. Um, the outgoing godfather made it to the top in a bloody era in which some of the key opposition candidates were murdered. <laughs> uh, you're running, bang. Didn't make it through the application <laughs> No, process. so anyway, um, it's, a, it's a longish article. There's all sorts of names here that, you know, Melbourne mobster Alfonso Muratore considered a prospect to become Melbourne's mafia boss. Well, he was shot dead yeah, in 1989. So, anyway, there we go. We've got a new head of the mafia. Congratulations. Welcome to the family and um, stay away from me. Yes. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, what caught my eye through the week was uh, SpaceX. Oh, yes. Well, this is musky, musky. Well, the, the big rocket ship went up. It was um, one of the largest rockets to ever be tested. Yes. And, of course, we all saw on the news services what happened. Yeah. Um, Boom. What they called it, though, oh. was what caught my eye. They called it a rapid, unscheduled disassembly before stage separation. In other words, it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> that was called red. <laughs> Stood for red. A rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Oh, it's a rud. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Don't you love the spin on that? The flight termination system was commanded on both the booster and the ship. It's standard procedure to destroy a wayward rocket to prevent damage to people or property below. So, yes. We learnt a tremendous amount about the vehicle and ground systems today that will help us improve on future flights of Starship. So, aren't these things meant to go up and come back? Yes. So, have they talked about how much they've just torn up by this thing blowing itself up? We learnt a tremendous amount about the vehicle and the ground systems today, the was vehicle. the statement from SpaceX. Yes, we learnt that we've got a little bit less in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've so. got to go and get another line of credit somewhere. <laughs> so oh, that caught my eye. I thought good. it was pretty Hey, good. I'll tell you something that caught my eye. Um, 
And and I just uh, it was the heading as much as anything. It, it just says, "I'll just put my room over here." Uh huh. So, and and what I could see in the article was. Um, a whole bunch of what looked like very little portables, you know, like a portable room. Like portal loos? No, but a portable... Slightly uh, bigger. No, yeah, no, slightly bigger. Um, so many desperate Victorians are living in portables in their parents' driveways and backyards as the housing crisis worsens. Hmm. So oh, well, that's true. These are called... Uh, so their standalone separate rooms can be delivered across Melbourne for as little as $150 a week. Wow. All right. Um, and they popped up on Facebook uh, Marketplace as the city's medium rent hits $460, mm. following a 9.5% increase in the last 12 months. Yeah, it's, it's um, going crazy, so, that stuff. So Massenden Ranger's business, Room to Move, is behind the listing, which advertises a 7.2 square metre space. That's not very big. No, it's not. That's like, you know, two and a half by three and a half. I've been in... Bathroom's that big. Yeah, yeah. You can't take your cat in there. There's no king size bed in there. So that's that's 150 a week for the for the 7.2 square meter. And if you think about, you go and get a hotel room. Yeah, hotel they're normally room, 54. Well, a sort of a standard one's about 38. Right. 38 to 40. So you sort of got to up. You, so it's you, a, it's you've a, got to upscale a bit to get a quarter to your 60s of that. And si- yeah. So your single bed stuff. Yeah. So it's sort of a camp a, stretcher fold a, down. A, a bed, a bed in a hole. Yeah. It's like a prison um, cell. <laughs> although, for hundred and eighty dollars a week, <laughs> you, you can get a ten square meter. Does it get running water already? <sighs> well, it doesn't actually say. Um, so anyway, but oh, this is this is this hundred and eighty bucks a week, yeah. right? So if uh, and I assume that maybe if you've got access to the house, then this is nothing more than really a bedroom. Oh, I see. I see. So you might have an amenity inside the so, big house, but you're just living there. Well, because it's saying... It's that like a version of a tent. It's like saying we don't have a spare bedroom, so this is basically a, a, a bedroom slash sort oh, of study I see. I see. I that see. goes into the... And, and they just uh, deliver it on a flatbed truck and then the... Oh, um, fair enough. So it comes along. Um, so here we go. We've got a, a 10.1 square metre room for 180 a week with a minimum hire of six months. Um, the founder said uh, renters are moving back home to families while saving for their own houses. Mm, that's so true. they're doing that too. Oh, it's always been the um, case. There's plenty of demand for people looking for short-term solution for accommodation. Um, typically, people place these in their backyard or in their driveway um, or back off the street a bit. Neighbours don't really complain because they quite like the look of them and they're quite, they're quite attractive. They're just, um, you know, a, a four-sided thing with a sliding door and there's nothing ugly about them uh, as such. But, yes, I could imagine um, if you did have access to other amenities, you know, cooking and, and bathroom, I guess... Um, then this is uh, effectively just, you know, where some people might have in past days gone and bought an old caravan. Yeah, um, that's a smart you idea. Just, you just pop one of these down your back of your block or in your driveway and Bob's your auntie. Um, I, I could see these being sort of an, uh, an outdoor, um, you know, a bit of a, a study or a little miniature office as well. So well, anyway, it's not a bad idea. Necessity is the mother of invention, yes, Scotty. So, uh, so that uh, that caught my eye. I've got a little one here on Zoo Shock. Zoo Shock. I like a zoo story. A zoo story. This is a zoo story. This is a guy. Um, it, I'll just read it for you. This is a yeah. little article. It says it takes something special to shock a rhino. 
The beast was startled by a man who broke into their enclosure at Auckland Zoo and started to take a bath in the moat. Social media footage shows him floating on his back before washing his face and rhinsing his hair in the moat, in the rhino enclosure. Right. Zoo director Kevin Bewley said the rhinos were understandably startled. (laughs) What does a startled rhino look like? Well... Normally it would run at you. I was going to say, charging at you at 60 kilometres an hour, about to shish kebab you with its big horn. In the final quote of the article, which I loved, said, uh, we hope that the man involved gets the help he very clearly needs. What? To be removed from the horn of the might be, might be a little mentally as well. <laughs> Do you think he might be a little wayward in or, his thinking? Or, or completely stupid. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Well, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I'll see you... Um, uh, your rhino, <laughs> and I'll raise your rat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I love a good rat story too. Uh, especially when uh, New York appoints a rat czar. <laughs> oh, what? That's like a king, isn't it? As New York appoints a rat czar to lead the city's war on rodents. Yes. Three US zoos are hoping to rescue the animal's reputation by calling on... Hero rats. Oh, no, come on. (laughs) To showcase the strength of the species. Runa, uh, an African giant uh, pouched rat, is one of the new rat ambassadors (laughs) (laughs) and shows off her training in ferreting out landmines to visitors at San Diego Zoo. Uh, Runa's trainers say animals uh, can also help combat wildlife trafficking and detect diseases. So this is like they're putting a spin on the old rat as a dirty, you know, animal and they're trying to show that it has positive attributes. Is that that the tenor of the article? I think so. I think they're saying in in one breath they cause disease, in the next breath they help detect it on themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we've got a rat czar. I just love the fact there's a czar. I love the fact that there's a rat ambassador. That's good And I love the fact that there's a giant rat. Next there'll be a committee (laughs) spokesman for the rat ambassadorship. So um, I've got one here on chess. Chess. So I do like chess. Yes, you do like your chess. A Kenyan chess player, Kenyan chess player, tried to uh, tried a new twist on the Queen's Gambit. It's a reference to the movie uh, series. Yes, it is. To win a top cash prize in a tournament in Africa. Right. Knowing he didn't stand a chance against a formidable lineup of male grandmasters, he entered the women's competition oh, in a niqab and glasses. Suspicions were first aroused because the interloper gave his name as the rather un-Islamic Millicent. Oh. Could have chosen any other name. Yes, well, well done, you. As the mystery newcomer progressed, defeating a veteran of six World Chess Champ Olympiads, um, her broad shoulders and shoes set tongues wagging. Finally, the organisers put her into check ah. by inviting her into the ladies' toilets. There, the imposter was unveiled and he confessed everything. Mate, what can I say? Check, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, good. So well, um, what we might do now, there might be time. This time might for a be, song? It's time for a song. Oh, it's part of our oh. new sort of organised show oh, that we're trying to do. What we like. We, love now, a, we need a breather. Yeah, we do. And uh, I've got a little something for you here. Yes. This is brand new. It's released this year. It's a debut album for a young 23-year-old 
resident of Dublin. His name is Kian Godfrey, goes by Kian. the name of Somebody's Child. So if you've got a streaming service and you want to have a listen to Somebody's Child, it's quite something, really. He's very, very talented. And you be the judge. Let's have it. So uh, somebody's child set me free there, and uh, that's off his uh, debut album, Somebody's Child, self-titled debut album, which is out now at uh, all good record stores and all the bad ones as well. So, <laughs> um, but no, I love um, I love that, and he's got um, he sings some beautiful ballads, very very talented sort of. Um, singer-songwriter. So, yeah, check that out when you get a chance, Scotty. Righto. And now it's time for... we got another segment. <laughs> it's this one. I was hoping it was this one. 
Fight for your right to party, or Scotty's rant. Wow. That's what you like to call well, it. I tell you what, this there's is only a, I think this is going to be my rant this today. Is let the, me tell you, I, I chose that song just to fire you. Oh, what do you, do you uh, think that you? Because uh, what we do like a part of this show is when we get your take on a few yes, things. Uh, you, you've got straight to the wheelhouse, <laughs> as they say. Uh, this is going in the hole, this one. Right. This doesn't matter how I far know. out from where I am. It's going in. It's like the party hole and live golf. Oh, I want to talk about that too, if yeah. we can. Um, mate, can I tell you, um, I, I did read an article uh, recently where it was said that um, the, the Markle Sparkles, you know, the gift that just keeps <laughs> on giving. Hallelujah they for the Markles. They were actually, um, it would appear, squirrelling away some big amounts of cash in order to debunk and uh, go, here's your title, oh, we're off. They need a new revenue source. They can't so, live off the purse anyway, anymore, can well, they? Well, let me tell you all, mate. Um, are you busy for the next hour? Oh, yeah, Have you got an really? hour up your sleeve after the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I've got you a gig. Um, I want you, you can go and be a guest speaker. Yeah. Um, is 450000 all right? To for pay the, you? For the year? No, for the hour. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. That's what this peanut <laughs> is being paid. $450,000 an hour. Who wants to hear some red-headed twit who's decided to leave the royal family? Who's going to pay four hundred? What is the price per syllable that comes out of this... Oxygen thieving individual who's decided to leave the womb, the breast of the royal family, pack himself up, be completely subservient to this one time act of thing person, and charge $450,000 an hour to go and be public speaker. Well, apart from blowing up my, uh, my speaker there, <sighs> Scotty, uh, someone's got to be paying him. So well, someone's stupid enough to pay so the money. Let me, let me just sort of collect, him let me collect my thoughts for a minute here. Yeah. So speaking of arguments are a big money spinner for the couple. Yeah. The Duke commands 300000 US an hour. Uh, Prince Harry hosted a talk at a JP Morgan summit in Miami there in February go. 2020. JP Morgan. Which earned him, have a stab at that, $1.49 million. But if you can get it, he was hosted a talk. Markle, that that Markle person, yes. she commands the equivalent of Michelle Obama. Really, two hundred ninety-eight thousand Aussie per speech. Wow. Um, the couple remain active with a New York-based um, Harry Walker agency, the same company that represents the Obamas, the Clintons, um, Lynn Manuel Miranda, and Stacey Abramovan. Not a clue, Stacey no. Abrams is. So, based on that sort of price point, Scotty, they're not yeah. a chance to come on the two smoking guns, are they? Oh, I think we're just short. We're just short. <laughs> yeah. Pass the hat around. Yeah, we're only short about $449,950. Got five bucks in my wallet. Can I yeah, get a word? Uh, mate, I tell you what, I wouldn't give him the. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and he wouldn't enjoy it either. Uh, PR and brand expert Mar Brzezowski said they've got to keep driving that huge hamster wheel to earn money, 
uh, steamers other than Netflix of uh, steamers, streamers yeah. that would be uh, other than Netflix have jumped on board, but they really only really have traction in the US with the Gen Zers. I think so, and I think we're all getting mightily. Uh, I mean, I think they've Just got go a, away. They've got to strike while the iron's hot, though, Scotty, because well, their star will fall. No well, one's going to be interested in them inside well, six I'm, months. I'm, I've lost it. I'm not even going to finish the book. I'm just going to throw it away. Throw it back on the... I'm going to put it on Facebook today and just give it away. Yeah, <laughs> spare book, it's called. Spare book. No interest. Hey, now, speaking of... Um, this isn't a rant. Uh, oh, what do, but what it, do you but, got there? But it, it's a spin-off from what I was just talking about, though, in terms of uh, interviews. And I, what I, uh, what I came across was... And, and it made me think, and um, before I sort of go through what this article is about, I, I want to give you a question without notice. Right. If there was one person, and they would, and, and they have to be alive, if there's one person that you could go and interview yeah. that would guarantee you to be a millionaire when you wake so up So I get paid a million dollars no, by no, no, interviewing no, no, this but, person. but the kudos around the fact that you've done it. You, you take your gear, you take yeah. your laptop, and you take your microphones. Uh, and you go, you know what? Guess who I'm going to interview this right. afternoon? Anyone in the world that's alive. Anyone in the world that's alive. So, And if you can think of someone that no one else has been able to get to, that no one's heard from, stum, absolutely nothing whatsoever, but would make you the talk of the world tomorrow morning. Who do you reckon that might be? Probably either Putin or Julian Assange. Um, okay, other than they're sort of in the public space. So I'm thinking of someone who d- doesn't talk at all. Oh, the Pope. Yeah, but he gives public sermons. and He doesn't give interviews. No, maybe not. The Pope, yeah. Well, I've gone close to the Pope. Yeah? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, what about Michael Schumacher? But he's kind of not alive. But he is alive. Yeah, he's been kept alive. Or well, we don't know. That's the great mystery. I think we do. He's got a pretty bad Doesn't brain. Doesn't he cryogenically? I don't know. Things anyway. So the they... reason it made me think of it, but yeah. I just thought, if for some reason he was able to, to speak, speak, yeah, because um, otherwise his interview as an interview subject, he leaves a lot to be desired in well, his present um, state, Scotty. It could be done in sign language, <laughs> possibly. Uh, I'm not sure. No. Anyway. That uh, what what led me to down that garden path was an article um, where it says editor told to show off. Oh, I did see this. Did yes. you see yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, actually quite disturbing. Yeah. Well, the editor of a German magazine, um, <laughs> die <laughs> actual uh, diactelli, or whatever, no, it's another one of those silly names you can't pronounce, has been sacked after using an artificial intelligence program to generate fake quotes from yeah. seven-time Formula One champ Mickey Schumacher. Saw it. Yeah. Um, anyway, Anne Hoffman has stood up a storm when the magazine published the interview, the first since he suffered his brain injury in 2013 in a skiing accident. And he had a helmet on too. It was quite bizarre. His family said they were planning legal action. Bianca uh, Ploffman, director of the magazine, apologised to the family. Uh, too bad, so sad. Too late for you. Um, she's been relieved of her role. It's it's in bad uh, taste. It's really bad taste. It's yeah. in bad taste. Yeah, but but I, it just made me think. And it would be very upsetting for the family, I would have thought. 
Well, and they've just they've asked for their privacy mm. for, for you know a decade now. Yeah, that's right. And you know if we had something to say or something to give, we would. But yeah, you can imagine he's um, he's almost sort of lying in state on a machine, and mm. you wonder. You wonder why. It begs that question, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, what's you the, why. where's the the value, the not the value, but where's oh, the... I did read that they were hoping there might be new advancements in scientific yeah, right. and medical breakthroughs that might help him, but... Clearly not. Pushing a, pushing a long bow. And how long do you keep paddling? How long paddling, do you keep paddling, paddling the canoe? That, yeah, that canoe um, Scotty. Yes. New segment. <laughs> Another one. Yep. Here we go. Oh, now, this has caught me off guard. Yep. Pack it up early, going home and get my girly on, it's wine time. Oh, here Hurry we up go. with the mascara, I'm as dry as a Sahari, yes, it's wine time. Oh, love it. <laughs> a bottle and a platter and there's nothing else that matters when it's wine time. I've known them since the 80s. They're the finest group of ladies when it's wine time. <laughs> yes, Scotty, it's, it's wine time. It's, uh, <laughs> it's basically an excuse uh, for me to talk about one of the great loves in my life, which is wine. Yes. And uh, there will be no talk of non-alcoholic stuff <laughs> on this uh, particular segment, as there has been in the no, past. But no, we, we've come back to reality. What I've decided, it's the time of year <laughs> where the weather's turning and we've got We've had some cold weather and so had some beautiful weather, but that's what autumn does in yes, this fine city absolutely. of Melbourne. It's transitioning. It's transitioning itself. And when we transition, we also transition the wine we typically drink. So uh, we come yeah. out of summer where we're probably drinking fresher styles of wine, something crisp and clean and lovely. To, Pinot Gris. Yes, all those sorts of Rieslings. things. And, you know, in winter I tend to think you're drinking something a bit more complex um, because your food choices are, you know, you know, heartier. Oh, a nice bold Shiraz. Yes, bold Shiraz in the depths of winter. How do you get from Riesling and Pinot Gris? To oh. to that. Oh, this is trend wine transition. You you choose Vidello. Ah. Now, this is a grape that is typically grown throughout Portugal. Yes. And it's most associated, interestingly, with the island of Madeira. Now you may have heard of Madeira Port. Yes, indeed. Well, Vidello is the grape that's used in Madeira Port, which is a fortified wine style, not what we're talking about here. This is a white wine. But Madeira is off the coast of Morocco. Yes. There, but yep. it's typically a Portuguese grub. But it's a crisp, refreshing, but fuller bodied white wine. So it's the transition wine I want you to consider next time you're in the shop. Right. Uh, obviously, Portuguese origin, but now it's produced around Australia, but notably in the Hunter Valley really? in New South Wales. Right. They do some beautiful Vidalos up there. They? And it's fruitiness, complicates things like fish, chicken, pork, salads, all the things you sort of. Moving from lighter to heavy. Right. And uh, it's also a good match with spicier stuff. So you can mm. find a few. The Tullock do one, Chapel Hill do one, Tyrrells do one. Various price points. But I'd like you to go and consider next weekend when you're perhaps cooking something, have a look at the Vidello section in your local um, wine establishment. That might be today. Try something a little different rather than I know people like to have their go-tos. So can I have it with spag bol? Yes, definitely you could. Really? Definitely you could. So is it an um, increased alcohol content nope. or is it just a fuller body grape? A, or just, the, the, it's the, got a little bit more complexity to it. So you might like it. If you like a Pinot Gris, you'd probably go with, well with it. 
So I was on a different wave, uh, a thought process, I should say, when you were talking about this transitioning, because I was thinking of um, a lighter red, and that's not Pinot, because I'll, I'll have a Pinot in summer, but I'll actually chill it a bit, right? So I'll actually have it a little bit less than room temperature, five, ten minutes in the fridge maybe to start with. Just to, to, just to give it that little bit of coolness, I, personally speaking. It probably doesn't enhance the flavour as much as the winemaker would like it to. So I my headspace was in the Grenache field. Oh, will you wait till next, next ah, week on? Because... Uh, Wine time. <laughs> <laughs> and you might get a bit of that action. So All right, so I've got to go and find myself a Verdello today. Yes, correct. That's your homework for today. I tell you what I have, I did have uh, yeah. during uh, during the week or recently, um, and didn't realise was that I'd had a lighter alcohol content wine, and that's not zero. Yeah, it's it possible. Was, it was um, a nine percenter. Yeah, you can do that. Um, just less sugar, mate. Less yes, sugar. exactly. So it was, um, and it was very nice. It was twelve bucks a bottle, I think. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. So it's, um, anyway, well, anyway. Um, Vidello. Vidello. I've, I've written it down, Hunter Valley. I'll see if I can go and find myself a Chapel Hill Vidello. Do that. All now right. it's time for a, another segment. <laughs> Show's going to be made up of more stings than a, than a pie full of beans. <laughs> oh, very good. There we go. There's another one very, for you. Very good. So, I wanted to uh, tell you about something that's happening this weekend in Brunswick. Uh, if you are uh, looking to get along, it's the Melbourne, what's the Australian? Uh, Chili Eating Championships. Oh, I did hear And um, it's on at um, Saturday, April 29 at a place called B East in uh, Ligon Street, Brunswick. So doors open at 12. Yep. Uh, heat 1's at 2, Heat 2's at 3, <laughs> 5 p.m.'s the KO round. <laughs> is that but, a pun? No. Well, heat this is, 1 and Heat 2 and Heat 3, is it? Yeah. <laughs> did you like that? Um, so what's involved in this? Yeah, they're not rounds, mate. They're heat, they're for sure. 24 people enter. Yes. They're two times two, two by 12 rounds, or yeah. heats, as yeah. I call them. Um, the top two from each round progress to the final KO round. Rounds start off easy and get progressively hotter. So they will start with things like fresh chilli pods, spiked foods and drink, jalapenos. They go pretty easy on you early. Yeah. And they finish with the Carolina Reaper, oh, which is the world's food. hottest yes. chilli. Um, so that's what they do. And um, disqualification, disqualification is by way of... Death? <laughs> yes. That's on my list. Sorry. By way of knockout, tap out, pass out, or spew out. Oh. <laughs> That's just a bit off. No napkins, but I love this. They put a pint of beer and a glass of milk to taunt you into tapping out. So they put, oh. a, put beer and milk in front of everybody, and if you touch it, you're out. So cucumber doesn't even make the, make <laughs> no. the, make the list of things to cool you off. And, if you, and they give you a bucket as well. Oh. Eh? And if you use that, you're out. Wow. Eh? And then what's, what's hysterical to me about all this is why, A, why you would put yourself through it. There's a bloke, uh, Greg Barlow, who's going for his fourth in a row or something. So this is what you win. 
If you win, you get 500 bucks. What? <laughs> That's it. To pay your medical bills? That's the first, first prize. Then you get um, a, a, all the hot sauce as a prize. Oh, yeah, great. What, so you can practice? Yeah, yeah just celebrate. <laughs> and then you get a T-shirt. Oh, my God. Huh? Mate, That's you'd it. want more than that. You'd want more than that, wouldn't you? Well, I've, only got, I've, I've only got one question for you. <laughs> oh, dear. Is there a defibrillator on site? <laughs> I'm a doctor. In some ways, I'm keen to go and have a look at, but in some ways, I think it'd be quite well, off-putting. There is a chap on uh, on socials, um, and he is a—he's just a lunatic. Yeah. Like he gets this hot sauce stuff. And all of these chilies, and one after the other, oh, a spoonful of this and that chili and this one and the green one and the red one and this black one, mm. and he just munches them like there's no tomorrow, Unreal. and just ca- and does not miss a beat. He must so, not have an esophagus or any lining on his stomach. Anyway, absolutely, that's nothing. on in case anybody's interested. Well, uh, while we're talking about food, um, I come across this. It says you want to go and be a millionaire for a night. Um, do you are familiar with? Um, and I don't like sort of naming places, but it's very unique because it's up on the 80th floor uh, of a uh, of a hotel. Oh, it's on View de Mond, is it? It's no, it's a place called Atria. Are you familiar with its with its work? That's probably out of my price range, Scotty. Uh, well, I, well, this was probably the piece that caught my eye because not um, not necessarily. Oh, no, okay, no. Um, eighty floors above Melbourne, our city's lights uh, fizz like champagne. They sparkle as many. brightly as the French silverware on our white cloth table, glint like our waiter's cheeky smile. But you can't help but get drunk on that view at Atria. It's a long way up. Is it, is it, is it a good view at that's 80? That's a good view. Is it? Yeah, yeah. 80 stories. I've been yeah. to the sky deck. Yeah, now you can see the plane coming. Is it? Is <laughs> it? Is it? Bad. Um, no, uh, I'm only joking. Yeah. Uh, it's a different world up there. Magical place where everyone gets to play millionaire. We are greeted in farewell by name. Yes. Um, Andrew, oh, it's nice. Andrew or um, Mr. Gunn. <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, greeted and farewell by name Escorted to the bathroom Oh really? Yeah What I you hold my hand eh? I haven't treated it chest no. Why am I going to the bathroom? Find your napkin folded on return And sometimes your chair placed under you So they oh. can even push your chair in Do they pull it out that? just as a practical yeah. joke as well? Uh, uh, maybe that long ash bar running the length of the building Will do that for you um, lining, uh, uh, lining diners like high court judges Square with that view and chefs prepping oysters and raw fish or feeling like you have the best seat in the house regardless of where you sit. Um, there are no caviar bumps, uh, dessert trolleys or champagne uh, sabring uh, and very little OTT wealth flexing. <laughs> What's uh, that mean? Over the top. Oh, over the top. Flex. Uh, uh, wealth flexing. flexing. So oh. people are a little bit more... Um, just play it down that, a bit. Does that mean the uh, menu's cheaper? Is well, um, it, it, as I say, this did surprise me. It's one of many hotel restaurants in the city, but feels like the most unhotel of them all. Um, goes on to talk about who the chefs are, but let me get to let me get you to here. Um, Greenway style is more classic with a native bent, and it's clear he's put in the work to curate a menu that's exciting to read as it is to eat. Mm, nice. Starting with Mighty Snacks, both $9. Oh, that's right. $9. A scallop 
tarama salata yeah. filled noco frito yeah. meh but the pastry's good. A raw yellow fin tuna wrapped in wasabi leaf. I like tuna. Anointed with punchy seashore buds. A special worthy uh, of permanent menu presents. Then you could also have a smoked eel tart. Yeah, don't mind that. $46. Okay. So that's what there, be a big piece of tart. But yeah, anyway. that's true. Which I'm calling the fanciest potato salad in the sky. <laughs> so maybe that's a bit of a whack. All right. I'm not sure. Um, uh, he then tumbles cleansing grapes with eel flesh and cream beneath a potato crisp and caviar, creating insane smoky, sweet and salty pleasure. Be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sounds pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's all right. So the pork jowl? Yeah, I don't, not, don't know that no? I've had a pork okay. jowl. So the pork jowl is also that's, worthy that's of part greatness. Of the, the cheek, isn't it? The yes, jowl? It is. yeah, yeah. yeah, also worthy of greatness, $29. That's all right. So it's okay. Get a bit of pork on it your fork. the most glorious cut, marinates it in mustard and miso. Yeah, nice. And cooks it down until buttery tender, decorated with firm, sweet corella pears and whispers, whispers. of singed cavolo nero whispers. to add texture. And chewed. Whisper. What's chewed? Is that uh, attitude? Attitude. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> um, he Can you has... add attitude to a dish? Oh, it's not attitude, mate. It's chewed. It's just chewed. Chewed, oh, mate. Yeah, chewed, chewed mate. mate. Yeah, that's not C-H-E-W-D-E, nah, it's mate. Chewed, mate. It's chewed, chewed. mate. Apostrophe T-U-D-E, mate. Chewed. It's chewed. Is it chewed or yeah. C-H-E-W-E-D? Oh, I've, never, chewed. I've never seen attitude abbreviated is until it, now. Is it chewed or chewed? No, nah, it's chewed, mate. Chewed. Yeah, just chewed. Um, and there's another interesting dimension by using the unheard of gamia duck breed Kaki Campbell. Kaki Campbell duck. Ever heard of a Kaki Campbell Heard of a duck, but not a Kaki yeah, Campbell. Well, we've got one that's in greens now. So <laughs> Camouflage duck. Really hard to find. Yeah, 56 bucks for you for the duck. Oh, I don't mind that. Uh, the flavour isn't as robust as imagined. Still plumpy, juicy, tender, expertly cooked. Uh, to most of us, duck is duck. Yeah. But this is very fine and a delicious example. I know so we have a, a duck confit. Yeah, I just love a curry duck. Oh, red, duck curry. Yeah, red, 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 duck, red curry. duck curry. Uh, well, is it red duck curry or red curry duck? Well, don't taste fine either <laughs> way, mate. <laughs> anyway, the corner inlet flounder uh, is another type of forty-nine bucks for you. Flounders, are right? Delicious. I like flounder. Uh, wading in a yolky butter sauce. Wading. With, yes, it says here wading in a yolky butter sauce with chewy clams, caviar, and roux. Roe. R-O-E. Roe. Uh, I have no idea what fish roe is. Roe. That oh, would fish be. roe, is it? Yes. Yeah. Is that fish sauce, is it, yes, mate? it's a bit like chewed. Uh, Atria's skills and thrills also carry out. Oh, it's a nice-looking, sounding place, dessert mate. Dessert land. Oh, hello. With ex uh, a chef from uh, Tonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good place, yeah. Tonka. With Tonka. Um, clever teardrop-shaped pavlova. Teardrop. For $23 with a lemon myrtle ice cream is a must. Pav. Yeah, Pavlova. 23 buck Pav. 23 buck Pav. <laughs> anyway, so you can get up to the 80th floor, look out and make yourself crook by looking over the edge. Um, but it's it's a pretty good view. And have some food with chewed. And you can have some, um, you know, cheeky khaki disguised duck yeah. and... Um, and just have plenty of chewed. <laughs> just plenty of chewed. Plenty of chewed with your food. <laughs> plenty of chewed with your Your food's got to have chewed. Of course it does, mate. Of course it does. I've always said that. I've been a firm believer of that for many years. 
Well, we've probably got to wrap gotta things go. up, Mark. That's so, uh, um, been too much fun. We've... We've, we've introduced stings this uh, show. Well, we've got some structure, so we're going to bring these each week now. We're going to have, you know, I'm going to have a rant. You're going to find me the next wine in my transition to winter wine. When you do your next rant, just let me know because yeah, so otherwise you'll, sit back a bit. You, you'll blow up my yeah, microphone. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to rem- remember <laughs> to either turn it down or turn myself down. And you've also got to stop going so go. red in the face <laughs> and spitting everywhere <laughs> like Liz Patterson does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, we've had too much fun. Thanks for listening to Two Smoking Guns. Hope you've enjoyed every piece that we enjoyed bringing to you. And we'll do it all again next week. We see shall. you, all time. See you, mate. <laughs>